from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. All right. Well, welcome to episode two of Coffee with a Sign Painter. Today I'm interviewing um, Josh and Meredith from Best Dress Signs in Boston. And uh, we, we had some, some good conversations. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, just a little background on, on this show. Uh, some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Um, specifically, a, a, a subject I'm fairly impassioned about is... Uh, social media and my disdain and love for social media this show we're doing right now probably wouldn't even exist without it um, but at the same time it's um, it's kind of an obnoxious thing the expectations and the uh, the entitlement that some people have with social media but uh, we dig into that a little bit um, also uh, dig into some of the history uh, that Josh and Meredith have with San Francisco, which is something I share as well, and uh, we have some fun talking about that. And um, you'll notice as we get into the interview, there's uh, kind of an oddball reference at the beginning to uh, to my um, my bladder, and a little background on that is. Uh, as we were kind of warming up and getting things on track and I was downing coffee after coffee, uh, it created some uh, urgency to uh, go to the restroom. So that's where we jump in. But, uh, you know, just kick back and relax. I think you're going to enjoy this. And um, here we go. Episode two. I hope we're not making you more nervous for future interviews because uh, we're 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 not. Uh, I hope we're not we're not bombing or something. You know? Oh no! I have a bladder <laughs> the size of a golf ball. What's that? I have a bladder the size of a golf ball. Yeah, me too. So if I sit there and down coffee, it's just an issue. Yeah, no, I know. Me too. Me too. Um, so, so before we get into the question, I yeah. will address that if the listeners hear a rumbling noise. Yeah, it's an actual train behind us in our train station. That's awesome. That we're in. So, why are you in a train station? Uh, this was built in the late 1800s, oh. and um, this train station was originally called Union Station, and um, it was the hub coming into Texas from the rest of the U.S. Oh wow! So this was actually in its heyday. Uh, there was more activity here than in Dallas. Wow! And so now it's is, just a is that where your shop is, or? Yeah, our stu- I'm in my studio right now, and we're here in inside the old train station. And this part of the train station was originally the formal dining room. Oh, cool! So oh, okay. it's like really elaborate with really cool columns and pillars, and it's really <laughs> right. Different. That's awesome. That's well, a good spot to be in, then. Yeah, yeah I, and I actually like the trains. Um, yeah, which yeah, is a step up because our studio in san francisco yeah. are we shared a wall with the show mythbusters oh, okay so they yeah. were literally oh, okay. blowing stuff up and so you'd be working uh, and so i heard, I heard about them out there <laughs> yeah. Boom. interesting 
Yeah. No. Sorry, I never got a chance to come visit you before you uh, left. I was, uh, I didn't really, um, I guess I was still pretty young into to sign painting when you were still doing, when you were doing work out there. Yeah, you know, it was always on my agenda to, like, come see the new Bohemia guys. I've not, I never even stepped foot in the shop there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, it's kind of weird, you know, the period that led up to, like, let's say the sign painter book and movie coming out. Yeah. Um, my experience for years had been, um, if you just went in on somebody cold, like that was another sign shop, sometimes they were pretty hostile. Yeah, right, right, right. So I kind of laid low. Um, and then uh, Bob Dewhurst, yeah. which you probably know, yeah. um, it turned out his, his stu- studio, well, his compound, Okay. Uh, was like yeah. two blocks from where ours was. Right. He popped yeah. in one day, I think, with Jimmy the Saint, yeah. the pinstriper guy. Yeah. And um, we just totally hit it off. I, I love Bob. That guy's yeah. like my. Uh, totally. He's my hippie soulmate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a real good time <laughs> from there forward, you know, talking and swapping brushes and doing stuff. But, um, right. yeah. you know, I'd, I'd been. You know, in this period of time, I would have no apprehensions, but back then I was like, eh, I don't know if I'd just drop in those guys, you know. And Right, yeah, yeah, right. It was a little bit different back then. I mean, even I, I was still pretty young, but I, I, we didn't, uh, we kind of were doing our own thing. It wasn't really like, uh, we weren't really as like out there publicly as as it new bohemia kind of is now so it was just kind of like this little shop and you know i mean it was a lot i mean a lot different than than today when you can you just communicate with each other already you know through the internet so you kind of get to know everybody (laughs) yeah i think a lot of the barriers came down you know yeah right yeah yeah a lot easier when you see somebody talking in a video or you know, yeah. or read an interview with them, and you're like, oh, okay, they're pretty chill, you know. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny, did you ever meet uh, Pete Kemack? Did he ever come around? He's like an older guy. He had a ponytail, and he uh, he's like a kind of a funny jokester. He'd come around and tell jokes, um, but he was an old sign painter, like a billboard artist that kind of would, I think him and Bob, Bob Dewhurst knew each other. Bob, Bob brought by a couple of guys. Um, to yeah. just you know come visit in the studio, but I I, yeah. I don't remember him specifically. Okay, yeah. Did did yeah. you guys ever um, know about the the guy under the bridge with all the great um, supplies? Yeah, yes, actually, I have some of those. Uh, I have some of those brushes that are like some of my favorite brushes that I uh, I didn't find out about that until later uh and you know that was like bob bob's like spot and that was like only about a, two blocks away from this Bohemia. might be a story that you should i don't know what you're talking yeah we should probably lay the groundwork okay well there was like an old uh art supply um like uh wholesale place that would take supplies from like you know like uh art supply stores that had shut down or whatever so we had a whole stock of like so it was a shop. It wasn't just like a. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, well yeah. and it, it, a lot of the stuff he had was on the original, like cardboard. Yeah. But on, like right. the turn of the century, I've got brushes still that like were from the 1920s, 1930s, and yeah. they were brand new. They were just 
like <laughs> preserved in history. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd sell them for like three bucks. Right. And wow. like if I had known about that, like back then I wasn't, you know, I was, like I said, I worked working at New Bohemia and like, like um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know if I was going to be like a sign painter or so, but stumbling upon that shop today, I would probably just, it'd be like a crazy candy store. It would like blow today, my mind bro. probably. But uh, anyway, it's funny because we always because Bob, Bob Dewhurst used to always talk about that, and uh, we, when we went in there, we figured Bob had licked all the brushes already, just to like. So if anybody else came uh, in to take the brushes, like he had already licked them. So well, you know. <laughs> I know for a fact that he he hid some that he was right, coming right, back yeah. for. So he like stashed up he wanted in in out of the way places. Well, we would we would always. Because we'd take our lunch breaks and go past there to go to the grocery store right there. And we'd always see Bob's truck, like, parked underneath the freeway over there. <laughs> no, it was Bob's truck. What's that? How would you know it was Bob's truck? <laughs> How could you not know it was Bob's truck? <laughs> for, for those who don't know, Bob's truck is absolutely impossible to miss. It is completely covered with awesome graphics. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really cool. It is, it's a cool, it's a very cool truck. And, uh yeah, I mean, those are the kind of guys that did get me excited about sign painting, seeing, seeing uh, people like Bob and uh, and Pete, another guy that came around, Jimmy the Saint. Um, you know, that, that really opened my eyes to saying, oh, wow, there's this whole other world out here besides, you know, this uh, besides New Bohemia um, and all these other guys doing it. And that was just, the, you know, when I first started, that was just the beginning of uh, – going out there and uh, meeting more people um and when i when i found out someone uh, had told me about gary martin mm -hmm. and uh and once i you know looked into what gary martin was doing it was just like wow like i can't believe this is like so awesome and you know he gary martin was like my idol um to begin with and uh still is to this day such a great person and uh does some amazing art um and then just discovering more and more people doing it it, it just um really makes it uh exciting and pushes you to uh you know progress and be a better painter be a better artist sign painter um so Anyway, it started all there underneath the bridge, I guess. <laughs> that the uh, critiques of the older generation of sign painters feels like harsh or something like that. Um, and at first, it sort of stings. And, you know, um, I, I mean, I've, I've been critiqued before, you know, and harshly. And it, it, did, it did hurt a little bit at first. And I was, like, depressed and um, sort of, like... Uh, looking at my lettering and just thinking like, Oh God, like what am I doing? And just doubting myself. Um, but then coming out of that, I feel that it made me sort of pay attention uh, more detail to what I was doing and how my letters looked and how my design looks. And if I was giving enough space and the correct spacing design layout, um, uh, size, everything. Well, and just I have some to words of comfort for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've uh, I've worked alongside and dealt with some phenomenal old time sign painters, sure. and none of them feels like they got it under control. So right. <laughs> I, I think it's it's actually I really do believe it's a um, a necessary personality trait 
to yeah. have that humility to be like, whoa, there's just so much more to learn because then you're always learning and you're always improving. Sure. Um, but yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's guys like John Arnott, Gary Martin's another one. Gary Martin thinks he's like, man, eh, why does everybody think this is good? It's kind of, yeah. you know, it's like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's an important process in that, um, you know, um, uh, and then looking back, I can, you know, you're able to sort of pick out your mistakes and sort of learn from those mistakes and move on. The only thing, the thing that I don't want to see, um, you know, in the future of, of uh, the sign painting or the trade is, um, I just, I really don't want to see, I really like, right, right now is, it's, it's been really nice to, you know, an open people talking to each other and being very positive with each other. Uh, the, the thing I definitely fear is that if it becomes like a negative, like if people start being more negative towards each other, like because there's so many, so much more attention on the trade and people, maybe people's egos are getting blown out a little bit more um, because they're getting, gaining all this attention. And I just fear that it, it I just don't want it to be ever become like this uh, sort of uh, more negative uh, vibes to start happening and, and not being able to communicate with each other and being afraid to communicate with each other. I feel uh, that too. Um, you know, I, I've seen that same progression like with, um, uh, like I think what's a very similar side by side is what happened with the tattoo thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that kind of turned into this just kind of like very public phenomenon and spread but um i think it created something kind of adversarial from the different tattoo shops i've worked with you know there's you just see some tension there you know and there's a lot of ego and a lot of posturing and that kind of thing and i I agree that would be be a horrible thing if that uh yeah came into the sign painting realm right right yeah definitely um and I guess you just have to really appreciate what you have and um, not take it for granted and try to be open to other people, um, open to their criticisms. Um, and um, I don't know, just remember what it felt like when you started uh, painting. So um, that's what I've been trying to do. I always I always look at it. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly... I mean, Meredith and I, have, uh, we've been running this business for the past, uh, like, five years now. Like four, four and a half. Four and a half years. And that just feels like such a small amount of time. And, um, you know, um, we're just not, I mean, we're just now starting to to sort of get in our groove or whatever. But there's, there's so much ahead, and um, we're definitely excited about it scared um everything in between so <laughs> that's good stuff yeah i am um, i kind of kind of getting back i think to what the original question was i i, like, I go off the question <laughs> um i i can kind of i can definitely see that having it's sort of a double-edged sword having a, having like a sort of um, community that is intended to be positive um, and supportive and everything because it's you know we're um, like if you're if you're in like 
congratulating everybody on like everything that they do, then they're never gonna, you know. It's like giving all the kids a medal when they like play a baseball. You guys are are touching on something I'm doing an upcoming episode on, just centered around social media and I think how it has adversely affected creativity in that um, I was thinking about this the other day when when I was learning from my dad and working, you know, 20 something years ago, there, that, there was no way of sharing anything. And we, we only took pictures for our physical portfolio that had coffee stains and all this junk on it. We only took pictures of work that was either we looked at it and said, okay, we really did great on this, or it was completely, um, Symbolic of a certain style or something that you know we sure. wanted to show that we could do, right. but now um, it, it's disturbing to me. I, I'm seeing people posting things that yeah. are so crude and so undeveloped, and and they're you know they're trying to build followings for it and all this. It's right. it's like this whole obsession with right. getting famous or perceived fame on social media. Um, yeah. for whatever little thing they're doing than it is actually learning the craft. So it's like the the whole focus is in some bizarre place yeah. where it's just about, oh, well, I got, you know, 182 likes on the Instagram, so it must be right. good. But, yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely right. There's a whole, um, there's like a, there's a documentary called um, Generation Like or something. I think it's uh, called that. Yeah. It's it's about the same thing, just about the okay. whole idea of like self worth coming from how many Facebook friends you have and, and all that kind of thing. And that's that's a totally separate social. Yeah, it's like a whole future episode is just like yeah. you know bringing all that out and just trying to make sense of it. Because again, I I'm in this weird transitionary um, era where I you know when I learned that was pre internet, just that's not right. long after that the internet started to turn into what it is. Yeah. Um, pre-computer, but right after I got started, computers started entering the right. industry, yeah. all of that. And so I kind of had this weird on-the-fence view of both sides. Right. Um, and I think what I see with a lot of the old guard is, I think, just a little bit of resentment of, you know, paid the dues, swept the floors, put up yeah. with the abuse from the previous old guard. Yeah. So we're very hardcore, just shut up and do it, you know. Yeah. And then now, just for the focus to be so much on, I want attention for what I just did, as opposed to, I'm really trying to learn this because it's a craft, yeah. you know, that's... Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I think it's- where it's part of the disconnect is to where um, when some of the younger guys reach out, you know, like we get emails every week from people asking advice, asking, can you look at this? Can you look at that? And um, I've, I've participated in that somewhat. I mean, obviously you only have so much time, but there is, it's a little abrasive, you know, to me of just that feeling of um, you're kind of trying to sidestep the process that the rest of us had to do of putting in the hours and putting in the, you know, right. yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I was, I mean, I was lucky in the sense that, I mean, not, not only because I working in new Bohemia, but also working at more, uh, you know, like a modern sign shop, I would, I would, uh, advise people to 
to, I mean, work at a shop that does vinyl just because you've learned so much just doing that and like uh, working in that environment. Um, and uh, soul sucking as the experience was for me, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it teaches yeah, you a lot of good things, it really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to have your, your soul has to get sucked. <laughs> I mean, otherwise. Right, what are you right. doing? You know, but, how do you know what's good? But, it, you know, like, but back to, you know, like uh, the Internet and the social media, I mean, um, I, I, I feel like I, like I don't like we kind of started the pre pre uh, pre vinylite society is a, kind of a face a Facebook page. And I really don't I don't like interacting on Facebook that much. So. <laughs> I don't like writing comments that you know that that are that long or anything like that. So it was kind of weird because I feel like almost feel like we're like responsible to kind of keep up. Meredith is the one who kind of keeps up yeah, with yeah, this. So, yeah. Um, if I, yeah, you basically but, handed it off to me. But it, I, you know, people that are out there who are taking the time to answer people's questions um, and uh, like the sign painter support group, like. Uh, you know, that's kind of like a lot of people are going to that uh, Facebook page for advice. And John Donner has been very generous with his time. I'm amazed at how, how much time he puts into that to answer people's questions. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if, uh, if you're not used to that format, it, it feels like it might be harsh or something, some of those criticisms. Um, but I, I do think it's 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 an important um, uh, it's an important place to go to try to find some information and also to hear those critiques. Uh, I think you have to get used to the style, but I'm just amazed that and other people like uh, John Long um, and other people who are participating uh, on on so- social media and giving out information and taking their time to write all that stuff. I'm I'm just amazed that that they are, you know, that willing to um, interact and um, spend that much time. But there again, like what you're saying, um, and and this is just the old timer half of me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I hear that and I I do think there's a value to it, but I think that there's this... um, this tr- this trend that's also fully connected to social media and the way things are culturally now, uh, that there's so much available on YouTube and answers available through people or websites or whatever, that it's sure. almost like people are in this virtual world creatively, yeah. creatively, where right. they are, um, they're, they're going through the whole process in their mind that they're doing things, but they're not literally doing things. And, you know, back in the day, um, the whole approach was part of it was survival and part of it was just the process of you just go out and you start doing it. Yeah, And you do every job you can get your hands on because each job is improving you. And if I were to go back and look at early work, I'm sure I'd be completely horrified. Fortunately, Someone right. broke into my car years ago and stole pictures <laughs> from a portfolio, and I'm actually okay with that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, that's the way it it had been done for millennia. Is you know, yeah. you just you you get some training and you get some understanding, 
And then yeah. you start go out and you start doing it. And it's horrible at first and it slowly improves. And yeah. even later in life, it's probably not all that great. Yeah. But um, that, I think, is uh, the, the, the whole focus that mm-hmm. culturally we have now on marketing and my brand and all this stuff has taken the focus off of just get off yeah, your right. butt and go out and paint a sign and deal right. with it if it's not great. But, but right. next yes. be better. Yeah, that's I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, and I feel like that's been sort of our, our philosophy as well. And um, I mean, going into it, knowing that I'm going to look back at some of this work and and be embarrassed by it or whatever, but I, we just have to get it out there. And that's kind of what we've been doing, even with the, the, the pre-vinylite society. It's like we didn't necessarily know what we were doing with that to begin with, but we figured we'd learn along the way and, you know, it might change a little bit and we might grow or change. And I think that that's okay. But the most important thing for us was to just continually uh, produce work and just try to get ourselves out there and continually working um, and and just try to do the best we can along the way but knowing that there's always going to be failures and there always is like we the thing about the social media is like you know um, all of your failures are recorded <laughs> they're, they're, they're also recorded but they're, they're not they're not even recording all of your failures because you're not putting out all of your worst stuff. I mean, I think that maybe Meredith and I paint a picture of Best Dressed Science, and I think also it's a sort of a business strategy to kind of put out your your best work and put on a good face on, um, you know, online because you have clients who are viewing you and looking up Best Dressed Science on your website, and they, they want to ha- have confidence in your work before they hire you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much struggle behind the scenes and, like, difficulty in trying to make a living doing this um and it's a it's 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 constantly i mean the money situation is part of it um you know taxes uh, health uh, everything else um trying to get someone to help us like an like an employee or uh, an apprentice or so there's, there's a lot of uh, but the important thing is just doing it and like and i think one of the things is like maybe you were touching on a little bit earlier uh was that we don't have any other choice at this point like unless we want to um, we could get real jobs. I'm just not. We're just not that qualified <laughs> at anything else. Right. Even if we're, 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 yeah, that's a it, beautiful thing. That's that's <laughs> been life for right. thousands of years. Is it sink or swim? And right. I, I think yeah. that's yeah. the. Um, I I I, I uh, was watching this documentary on Mexican circuses of all things a while back. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had this. Um, uh, proverb that he was talking about um, that's an old Mexican proverb but the gist of it is if you want the donkey, donkey to walk put more on its back uh-huh. and okay. he was talking about you know just that, that whole you have to survive thing and I, I think that's you know that's the human experience so I wanted to give a, a couple of seconds to a listener's question um, his name I believe is Caetano Valenzuela somebody that I've been interacting with on social media for a while, but I don't know the pronunciation of his name. So um, why don't you guys go ahead and um, I'll play the question and then you guys respond. 
I really love Best Dressed Signs. Uh, it's one of my main inspirations for looking at letter forms and uh, just the surprising colors and layouts I, I really appreciate. So what are some of the uh, inspirational imagery that you look at? Like what sorts of uh, uh, reference materials are you looking at when you're searching for inspiration for a new uh, uh, sign layout? Like besides the usual suspects of, of, uh, of sign painters books and things like that. Um, well, I was just going to say hi to Caetano and thanks for the question. Um, good question and um, hope you're doing well. Uh, we know Caetano actually. He's a, he's a good guy and a good sign painter. So I so, pronounced it right. I, I believe so. Oh, okay. I'm not exactly sure though. I think so. <laughs> he think can so. email and correct me if he's. Let I, us I, know. I'm sure. So, yeah. so um, any, uh, I, was, I, I guess I'll answer that question for. For the stuff that I'm, I'm interested in and in referencing, um, I was going to say, uh, you know, besides, you know, get falling in love with a lot of the old uh, sign trade books. Um, um, outside of those, like references, um, I've been very interested in uh, chromolithography and um, lithography and early. Um, uh, early 20th century, late 19th century design. That would be sort of my main inspiration right now, especially going into uh, just beyond, you know, sign painting into my own artwork and uh, other things that I'm interested in. Um, that's definitely a big influence. Very cool. I, I have one last question before we wrap it up that I've decided is going to be a mandatory question for all okay. of you. <laughs> Um, and you have to be completely honest. Okay. So even if it's a guilty pleasure, since, uh, since all creative people that I've ever worked with are um, obsessive about their music. Okay. What, what is on your iPod this week? And you have to be full disclosure, even if it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, okay. His or mine? <laughs> well, you man. can both take a turn. Okay, you go ahead, Meredith. Oh well, I mean, but I'm, I mean, okay, but I'm, you know, I'm not like the visually creative one, so I don't know that it's interesting to people. But I, I listen to like um, punk, post-punk, uh, late '70s, early '80s. Throw out some names. Uh, Joy Division. <laughs> Gang of Four, uh, The Cure is my all-time favorite. See, that's all the depressing music I grew up on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. I mean, he likes that stuff too. But that's yeah. not like you know, it's not your main. It's not what's on your iPod right now. I, I guess I've been like having this uh, '90s nostalgia for some reason uh, lately, and I've been like, I've been listening to a lot of like '90s. Uh, I don't know. Dinosaur Junior. Uh, dinosaur Junior, yes, and uh, college music. That's what I. Sam, remember. yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam, is it a? Uh, oh, uh, God, what else? Uh, Jawbreaker and all these kind of like '90s uh, and sort of bands. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else, like Lifetime and um, just some like '90s punk music. Darkbuster, which is a band that was around here. Um, and in the 90s, um, the Bruisers, uh, I just listened to. Um, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just finished a, pro, a project for the band The Toadies, which is okay. from that era. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's kind of depressing because I think we're all starting to look like old men. So, 
I'm starting to realize that there's like you know uh, certain I'm like it's gonna be like a, I guess our generation's classic rock is that '90s sort of, and I just like it, so I'm just gonna continue listening to it because I, I I graduated uh, high school in uh, in 1996, okay. so things of that era I've been listening to for some reason and just like. Um, Thinking back His to his birthday is coming up. Next my birthday week, is coming so up next week. Yeah. yeah so. my, my wife is a bit younger than I am, and she went through the same depressing realization that a lot of the music that she grew up with or went listened to in high school or whatever is now classic. Yeah, so that was classic a depressing moment for her. Older music. So for me, it's like uh, you, usually, <laughs> it was old even when I was so listening to it. I guess usually to answer that question again, mostly it's like built to spill, pavement. Uh, Dinosaur Jr., Jawbreaker, um, who else? Uh, even Nirvana. <laughs> so, stuff like that, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd like to really thank you guys for taking the time to do this and being our very first interview. That's very cool. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's a great thing you're doing. Yeah. And um, we're looking. Be kind in the editing. We're, we are <laughs> we are looking forward to. Uh, I only have to do one bleep, so that's good. Oh, yeah, really? it was it, that was. He dropped the, the f bomb. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, he does that. But yes, uh, I think it's important to uh, feel awkward and embarrassed for yourself, and we're looking yeah. forward to being feeling awkward and embarrassed when we listen I'm glad to this I back. Be part of that. <laughs> a very brave, you're a very brave man. <laughs> okay, well, you guys enjoy the snowy day, and we'll yeah. see you in the interwebs. We really enjoy talking to you, so you looking forward to talking to you again. Okay. All right, success. We, we were able to uh, get our first interview done. I appreciate very much uh, Josh and Meredith for uh, coming on board and giving me a hand with that. Um and I wanted to thank everybody out there because uh, one of the things I did when I got up this morning uh, is I checked the stats for the uh, initial episode for the podcast and um, was kind of freaked out, to be honest. Uh, I had no idea that there would be this much interest in it, um, especially this early on, um, but it's it's pretty pretty cool. Um, in addition, I noticed that um, iTunes uh, gave it some prominence in uh, the uh, noteworthy section, so pretty stoked. I think um, we're off to a good start, and um, I'd like to welcome everyone back next week for the episode three, which will be my interview um, with Chris and Stu DeBell, the... Uh, Dobell Brothers are uh, a couple Australian guys, and they're amazingly entertaining. We had a really, really fun time. Um, so tune in next week. Until then, enjoy yourself. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com.
listening to Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstarr.com. Thank you.